Hello and welcome to Diaries of a Lady Gardener. If you think gardening is cool and would rather take a trip to the garden centre than go out-out, you found the right podcast, but also you're not in the minority. New research from Draper Tools has revealed that over 80% of young people officially think that gardening is cool, and that's mainly because of its benefits for mental health and the environment. Draper Tools is proudly sponsoring this podcast, so why not join me in following them on Instagram, at draper underscore tools. In this episode, you'll get to know Lizzie from the Rose Press Garden as we chat about growing flowers from seed, the challenges of new build gardens, our most epic garden failures and the event of the year Chelsea Flower Show. I absolutely love talking about plants with Lizzie and I know you will too, so enjoy! Hi Lizzie, how are you? Hello, hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Super excited to speak to you today. Oh, thank um, you for having me. I'm super excited. It's <laughs> such a cool thing to be part of. I can't wait for everyone to hear what we all have to say. I think everyone has been so interesting so far, and I know that you're just going to be super interesting as well. I can't wait to chat <laughs> about flowers for an entire half hour. I know, as if we need an excuse to talk <laughs> any more about it. <laughs> um, so I thought we could start off with a little bit about you and how you got into gardening, whether you started from a child or whether it's quite a recent sort of hobby. Yeah, of course. So I started gardening, like, I can't even remember when I started, I was so young, but I've got the most hilarious um, picture of me in my brownie uniform when I was younger, (laughs) my gardening badge. And I think I um, had a little section for my parents' garden of kind of where I could start and grow flowers. And yeah, I think that was really when I had my own first ever flower patch. And then since then, I've kind of grown up cutting my parents' lawn and and kind of learning from them. They were big veg growers, Um, but it was really flowers that I I love to grow. And it wasn't until I got my first home and my first garden that I started to think, gosh, I can make this into a real flower-filled patch. So um, yeah, I've been gardening for years, but really I think when I had my first home that was when I got really really into it and started to kind of learn the flower names and kind of how to put it all together and over the past three years in my home I've just absolutely loved turning it into into a flower filled patch and when I moved in it was just absolutely covered I'm in a new build home so it's covered in mud and rubble and it was just the work like the worst soil you could probably imagine <laughs> times 10 so it's been quite a journey taking it from that to to what it is now and there's obviously still so much I want to do but um yeah this last summer was the first year where I thought gosh I'm really pr- proud of how it's how it's coming together so yeah been gardening for a long time but um really enjoying it at the moment you're garden transformation has been incredible (laughs) have you got any advice that you'd give to people who were starting off with that kind of blank canvas a lot of the time they're quite a square patch of ground aren't they they are they are and it can be so overwhelming I know when I moved in and and especially if it's your first home because you've got the whole inside of your house to do and then kind of sometimes the outside can feel like a kind of second part but um I did it the other way around and started with the garden and left (laughs) the indoors till till the end but um I think my main advice is to just take it slow and I mean people can you see stuff on Instagram or on Gardener's World and stuff look or plants look huge and things look really really developed and and kind of much older but it your garden will soon get there so don't panic and worry that yours doesn't look full straight away and just try and enjoy it step by step and 
get a really good fork if you've got a new build garden because you'll be doing a lot of digging (laughs) it's my my main piece of advice but no it's um it's amazing what you can do and I think one of the benefits I had of having a new build garden where it was just plain was I could choose absolutely everything that went into it and it's amazing when you've got a mature garden you've got trees and shrubs that already built but it is lovely that you can kind of literally start from scratch so um one of my main pieces of advice if you are starting a garden from scratch is just to think about how deep your borders are and I think a lot of people will do like a thin slither around their fences but actually if you can bring your borders in it will look so much more full when it's full of flowers and actually make your garden look bigger it's kind of a bit of an oxymoron you think well I'll make my borders thin and keep my lawn really really big so it makes it look bigger but actually if you bring your borders in much more and fill it full of stuff it will look your got whole garden will look much bigger so I think that would be my main the main thing that I see a lot of new gardeners doing and I, I sort of fell for it as well and did a thin strip but um yeah I've got loads of tips I could carry on going for ages (laughs) I think with the um borders as well if you start with a narrow border you're only going to want to extend it anyway so you might as well go out to begin with yeah exactly I know so many people I've extended mine over the last year and made it wider and I know so many people do that but um yeah it does make a difference and um I think as well when you start you kind of a bit scared to dig up too much stuff but then once you get going you kind of get a bit fearless don't you (laughs) I'm always digging my neighbor's always like you're digging up more of your garden I'm like yep yep more flower beds But you're, did you find that on your um on your allotment? Did you find that you were kind of digging? You still digging, or are you kind of happy with all your all your beds and where they are? Um, it's a bit tr- a bit tricky because I started on well, my first plot. It was a complete blank canvas, yeah. and I started with all raised beds, um, which yeah. was actually really I think good for me. One because the soil is really clay, yeah. uh, and it gets through the winter. It's properly compacted and like it's just not very good to work with. Um. Didn't know that at the time, but raised beds <laughs> is definitely the right way to go. And then when yeah. I moved to my new allotment, yeah. I had sort of said set out beds, and they Already were so, dug, yeah, yeah, they were so well built that I didn't want to take them down and start again. So I think my allotment definitely doesn't use the best of the space, but I've kind mm-hmm. of ended up digging elsewhere to like the daily bed for this year was the potato pit for the last year, but. Yeah, kind of like. Oh gosh, I can't wait to see that. That's going to look incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I really hope so. And then Sunflower Corner, when I took over the allotment, was a mound, and then I made it a mound that was four times the height. Yeah, yeah. So it it went from being weeds and wood chips to what it is now, which is quite a weedy Sunflower Corner. But (laughs) in a few months, hopefully, it will be quite glorious. So yeah, that looks so good. Yeah. I've kind of created my own border in that area because I don't have a garden with borders. Yeah. It's kind of like fulfilling that purpose, but in an allotment setting. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, So we have to talk about the Rose Press Garden, your (laughs) incredible business. You sell the most beautiful like packs of seeds, seed (laughs) gift boxes, the monthly subscription is absolutely my favourite bit of post that I get every month. Oh, stop. You're being so nice. No, it's, <laughs> it's been amazing. I started it in, well, the idea started in lockdown last year where I was, I you know, as we all do, we were all getting into gardening and ordering seeds and couldn't go to the garden centres. So I ordered online from one of the really big companies and it arrived, all my flower seeds arrived in like a bashed up white envelope with <laughs> the most boring invoice inside. And then it had loads of adverts in it for, you probably heard me talking about it, but like a leather reclining chair and some elasticated tartan waistband trousers, <laughs> which is cool if it's your thing, but clearly aimed at the elderly. And I would just kind of had this little brainwave and was like, I'm enjoying my garden so much 
March and all of my friends were kind of saying oh like can you help me with your garden and what do you what do I plant and what what ideas do you have and how how do you even start and I was like there's no kind of young there's not well now there is but there wasn't at the time many young sort of female people who were focused on kind of their actual back garden and I just thought gosh there's such an opportunity to make something that turns into something so beautiful like flowers are incredibly beautiful why not the whole experience be beautiful like when you receive it and it's kind of wrapped in tissue paper and lovely designs on the back of the instruction card so yeah my kind of statement is to make gardening modern fun and easy so everything I try and do is just to help people who are starting out in gardening who just want some some tips and some guidance and there's lots of people on gardeners world and I think you know they're bringing more younger people in which is amazing but I just think the industry could do so much more to get so many more people into gardening because it's so such a good hobby and like such so good for mental and physical health so I feel like um it's a really exciting time with lots of people getting into gardening and um just trying to make every the whole experience of buying flower seeds just beautiful from beginning to end is kind of my aim but yeah it's going really well and I'm really excited so yeah yeah I completely agree this whole podcast concept came about because it was just one of those things where Gardener's World is great and all of the sort of similar programs are great but they just aren't really tailored towards the younger demographic and exactly if yeah. we were all just, retired it might yeah. be a bit different, but. <laughs> exactly and when when there's you know there's some other famous um flower seed companies who have um have people at the, their name but then you know as a young person in your 20s you, you know you're not you're not kind of it's not really relatable so um yeah it's really nice and and the amount of messages I've had from people who bought products and are like growing seeds for the first time and the excitement they're getting and it's so nice because I think as you garden more and more and more you forget the absolute excitement of seeing like your first seeds like you know sprout or your first flower bloom so it's been really lovely to share that with everyone who's sort of been following along and um and doing it as well but yeah it's been quite quite the whirlwind but the subscription's going really well I know you're a massive fan so yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so good as well because especially like I'm more of a fruit and vegetable grower and I have been for the last two years and last year I really felt like I missed out on the flowers but um this year I wasn't really sure where to start with a lot of them so like I've kind of I've got like the traditional like cosmos dahlias yeah. Yeah, probably that's about it. Sunflowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then- I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like you want people, you know, you look at a blank space or you look at a blank, you know, border on your allotment and you think, gosh, like, like, I want it to look good. But like, where do I start? And I think a lot of the things with growing flowers is that you have to have started them months ago. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of then get to the garden centre in July and you think, gosh, I want a really pretty something. And you end up spending loads of money on full price plants, but which is fine. And I still do that as well. But it's nice if you can grow as much as you can from seed because it's so much more cost effective. So, um, yeah, I think it's the subscriptions really helped because then people know what month to sow things so they don't miss out. And then they think, oh, I'm really glad I sowed that then because now I don't have to go into the garden centre and, and buy it. So I think that's one of the things with flower seeds is they're not they're not instant. But I guess that's kind of a good thing. It teaches you patience, doesn't it, as well? Definitely. <laughs> but it's so nice to sort of get new varieties. And I've learned so many new flowers. The Nemesia Masquerade yeah, are my new yeah, favourites yeah. and I've never heard of them. And actually... Um, for my RHS level two, which I know you're doing the same course, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to learn 
like so many names of different plants and I've been trying to learn the ones in the seed subscription boxes because I'm like I'm <laughs> growing them so I should know every time you see them you repeat them in your head yeah the Nemesia masquerade has been so popular it's like it's a tiny little plant and it you kind of put it on in like a small pot on your kitchen table but it and it literally looks like a like a mask doesn't it like a masquerade mm-hmm. ball mask and um it smells of coconuts as well which is super cool so hopefully in the summer when it gets a bit warmer that you can kind of smell it as well but yeah, yeah definitely. that's a good one to remember maybe I'll have to add that to my list but yeah <laughs> I definitely I'm recommend not, yeah I'm not enjoying uh I am enjoying studying for the RHS theory but not for these past few weeks when um it's been a bit full on hasn't it? Yeah. Coming up to exams, so lots of things to remember yeah definitely and how are you finding the practical because I know you're doing the practical version of the course yeah so I'm doing the practical and the theory and the practical I signed up for first and um I'm really enjoying it and it, we've got a, such a nice group of people and I always say like my mum and I always joke that you never meet a horrible gardener like everyone mm-hmm. who loves gardening is always so nice um and it's a really nice mix of kind of know already but it just gives you the confidence to then like do things in knowing it's the right thing to do and I know I share quite a bit of advice on my page so I wanted to make sure that I kind of had some more kind of stuff rigor I guess behind everything that I'm doing so yeah I'm really enjoying it although last weekend it absolutely chucked it down the drain <laughs> like the entire day and it obviously being practical it's outside the whole time and we were doing watering and they were teaching us how to water plants like the correct method to hold a watering can all this sort of stuff and whether you put the rose up and rose down and all that sort of stuff and we were literally watering in the rain it was so, it was so <laughs> ironic I was like this is ridiculous but it was really good fun we it was yeah a good laugh so yeah that's so funny so backwards to be watering in the rain yeah but yeah no I I think that RHS level two is the only reason I'm doing it was because I just felt like I needed a bit more knowledge behind what was actually happening inside the seed what was happening in the soil yeah and once you learn stuff it's fascinating like I'm obsessed with and I see stuff and I'm like now I know why that happens yeah I think the pests and diseases bit is the bit that I've really learned the most about because Mm -hmm. often people send me stuff and say oh this looks a bit this leaf looks a bit yellow or this is curled up and it's really hard to tell but the more you kind of learn about it the easier it is to give people advice or even in my own garden I'm like oh I know why that's doing that and I can can sort it out whereas um before it was a bit like what is happening to all these plants they're just dying but um it does yeah. teach, teach you a lot what's your been your favorite part of it so far um do you know what I was really surprised that I enjoyed so I've done it a bit backwards I've done the the last four modules of the theory before the first four yeah. so yeah. I didn't think I was going to really enjoy the landscape design one I don't know the exact name of it because I'm terrible at remembering (laughs) no Um, I don't remember (laughs) it's like I can't even think um but it's all about how to do like a site appraisal and sort of like planning out your garden design um even learning the grass mixes I was surprised that I was actually quite interested in that because it wasn't something I'd ever considered before so (laughs) I've started doing a little garden design project for a friend just to see how I get on I don't think it is something that I'd like to do in the future but it's nice to like put those skills into practice and be able yeah but they'd be so grateful for that you'll have you have a long list of people now everyone will be sending (laughs) pictures of their garden (laughs) yeah so I, I have really enjoyed that and then the surprisingly the vegetable production module I thought was going to be my favorite but I think because I realized that 
I do actually have a really good knowledge of that. Yeah, you probably know a lot, so you're not learning as much. Whereas yeah. that's, I think that's why I found, like, when I did the practical horticulture, because I found the feeding one really, really useful, because I was mm-hmm. like, actually, I don't really know that much about how to feed plants. And it's a complete game changer. So often, and then we did one on seed propagation. And then obviously, like, I know quite a lot about flower seeds and how to propagate them. So again, I thought that was going to be the one that I would like to have the most fun doing but I was like yeah. I know most of this already so some of it's really obvious isn't it and some of it is like total game changer and completely change how you garden so I'm glad Definitely. you're enjoying it yeah. yeah really enjoying it I've like really got back into it in the last few weeks I obviously decided to launch a podcast around the same time as the exam so that was that was a really, <laughs> We're both really crazy, smart aren't we? doing all this stuff whilst trying to study as well but it'll be worth it in the end <laughs> definitely I'm just counting down the days to the exams and I think that it will be such a good feeling once they're done yeah and it is yeah. such useful knowledge as well I think it's the first time in my life that I've been studying something that I'm genuinely really passionate about oh that's so good yeah I think if anyone's thinking of doing it if they're listening and kind of even if you don't want to go into like a, a career in horticulture like it's so it's just really useful for your garden and it'll probably Definitely. save you lots of pennies in the long run from killing plants and knowing what things are <laughs> <laughs> it certainly will for me anyway yeah me too <laughs> Um, so moving on, I know you talked about growing from seed versus growing a plant, yeah. uh, buying a plant from the yeah. garden centre. Um, and I think that that's actually something that's quite exciting to talk about, because when you sow a seed, obviously you have that long wait period but then it's so worth it from like the excitement of the little seed pod germinating how exciting is it when you get your flower your first flower like I swear I, I don't know maybe it's just me maybe I'm sad but I do like a little tour of my garden every lunchtime so I'm still working from home at the moment and I, I literally go around and I'm like oh my god that's flowered and then I like walk around and I'm like oh my god that's flowered too and you just it honestly brings me so 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 much joy to see stuff flowering and it's such a good sense of achievement and I mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, buying a plant is absolutely fine. And I would encourage that, you know, if people don't want to grow from seed, like still get into gardening, still go and buy plants. I'd never, ever stop people from doing it. But there is a lovely sense of achievement and joy that you get from from growing from seed, isn't there? Just definitely. What was the first thing you grew from seed? Is it do you remember? Because lots of people tell me it's cress or sunflowers. Mm, Um, I think I probably must. Oh, marigolds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I must have grown stuff when I was a kid from seed because we used to have a massive garden where we lived. It was like an yeah. acre of garden. Yeah. But I never really remember. We had a greenhouse and everything, but I can't really like pinpoint ever growing anything it, yeah seed. probably because you were quite young yeah whereas yeah. I think when they're a bit older remember a bit more don't they definitely but I remember for my allotment when I first got started the first thing I did was grow tomatoes and yeah. I ordered like seven different varieties and I got the little seed packets and I made all of these paper newspaper yeah, seed yeah, pots yeah. and I sowed like 30 seeds and it was like late in January <laughs> and they went really leggy and I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And then some of the pots went mouldy. And then basically <laughs> I ended up starting again like a month or two later from scratch. That, that happens to everyone. And I think we see everything on Instagram and you see like Monty's perfect tomatoes. But you have to remember he's been doing it for years and like... Mm-hmm people who are sharing stuff like I know there's a hashtag like gardening fail going around which I think (laughs) is brilliant and um and like everyone has a cruddy bit of their garden that's full of like rubbish that they know that isn't Instagram worthy and it's like that's okay you never nothing's going to be perfect and you know I've grown so much from seed from such a young age but every year there's still something that I can't grow or it you know flops or I forget to water it or it gets a little disease or something like it's I just I think we all need to just normalize like a bit of learning as you go (laughs) definitely I remember in my first year I 
made a little sign for a little corner of my allotment that I called the plant graveyard where everything that <laughs> yes. I killed off went That's and amazing. sat. And then at the end of the year, I took a photo of me sat in plant graveyard with all of these pots <laughs> around me where they were, there was like weeds thriving in all the pots, but yeah. there was just all these dead plants. And I think it was, it was one of the posts I got the oh, most comments on of people just that. being like, no one ever talks about the plants. I'm that actually going to write that down. I'm going to share my plant graveyard. This yes. year. That's, uh, maybe that's a new hashtag we've got to start. Cause that is, I think it just makes, I think people panic that they've done something wrong, but often it, it could just be like something freaks gone on or the seed just wasn't, you know, didn't germinate this you know I think we're so quick to to blame ourselves aren't we but no such joy from seeds Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this year in particular because the weather has been it was so dry and so cold and then it's been so wet and so warm like (laughs) what what is going on April and May need to get the memo to get more sun because what on earth is going on and like I don't know like I know your sweet peas we've got to talk about those what is going on with sweet peas this year it's crazy and like even mine, mine are all like yellowy around the edges and um, like they're just not loving life this year. Whereas previous years, they're already like a foot high or like up towards my knees and up- upwards. But it has been such a weird year for them. It really has. And you know what? It's a relief every time. I, not that I'm happy for anyone that their sweet peas are failing, but I'm so <laughs> happy that so many people this year are having the same problems. Yeah, it's, it's not It's not just you. We're all no. Last year, I we were. I was going to ask about three of your biggest gardening fails, and my <laughs> biggest ever gardening fail, I would have said, was the 2019 TP, because the <laughs> 2018 TP. Oh no, wait, have I got my years confused? The 2019 TP was epic. It was incredible. Yeah. I think 90% of my followers probably followed me because of that TP because it was amazing. <laughs> and then in 2020. Yeah, last year, yeah. I panic planted them out just as lockdown was happening. I planted them into clay soil. I didn't water them. And then I wondered why they died. And (laughs) they were not even a foot tall. They flowered and there was maybe eight flowers on on like 26 plants. I so hope it goes all right this year. I'm sure it will. They they are quite hardy and tough. So are you you quite windy where you are? Because they don't like wind. Well, I would have normally said no, but it has been very windy the last yeah. month. <laughs> it's just every single, the only thing we're missing this month is snow, really. But yeah, much word that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, our last frost date was quite early. I think it was the beginning of May. So yeah. they didn't have, like, I planted them out a month later this year. Yeah. But they just, what the ones in the teepee are looking quite sad. I've given them a bit of protection with some, like, netting because I didn't have any fleece left. Um, and they are looking slightly better. I'd say they've regained some of their colour. But yeah. the ones by the swing seat, which Amy from Chicks and yeah. Veg suggested planting. Yeah, yeah. Um, are actually, they've bounced back quite quite a lot. They weren't as bad off as the teepee ones, <laughs> but they were still it was not looking that, great. We had like a week of everyone planted their sweet peas out. And then there was like a week of really, really strong sun during the day. And then freezing like temperatures at night. And it was just yeah. not great for them, was it? And, no. Um, and the wind yeah and and the wind as well but yeah hopefully next year and like everything is has been pushed back hasn't it like my tulips are still going in my garden but it's now like middle of May normally they're like gone by by the end of April in my garden so um yeah it's going to be a weird it's gonna be interesting to see what happens kind of later in the year isn't it and whether everything catches up or if it's going to stay like it but um yeah it's never never what Never the same year every year, is it, for us gardeners? Keeps us no. on our <laughs> I was going to say, compared to last year, where it was scorching sunshine from, like, 
what the 23rd of March yeah like three months yeah <laughs> it's madness isn't it yeah but it's all about adapting isn't it being a gardener you just gotta hope for the best just gotta roll with it and see what happens and yeah like you say like so many gardening fails we've all had them haven't we <laughs> yes have you got a few gardening fails that you'd like to share today oh yes I do um hostas getting eaten by slugs in the first year just complete gardening fail I didn't put any gardening protect like protection around it and because I hadn't got many other plants in the garden it was like obviously the thing that they went for and nothing else so that one was pretty pretty pants a couple of years that was the first year I moved into my garden um what else have I had gosh I've had so so many um box balls um I planted some of them they've just got box blights like within oh, a no. month so that was a complete waste of money <laughs> so I'm definitely not going to be um growing those again and then I really 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 struggle with clematis and I get really envious because everyone else like shares beautiful pictures of clematis like climbing all over their their trellis or over porches or up their fences but I don't know what it is but I just can't get it to grow and if it does like I buy a plant I plant it and it flowers but then the next year it just doesn't come back. And I find it so complicated to know when to cut it back, when to prune like this. And there's like different grades, isn't there, of clematis. And that's just every year complete fail. But I buy a clematis with so much hope that it's going to look beautiful. And then it does look beautiful for like a week and then it just dies. So <laughs> I, and I still to this day don't really know what I'm doing wrong, but um, I'll work it out eventually. Would you but, say yeah. that's that's your plant nemesis? Yeah, we all have a plant nemesis, don't we? There's always one thing. I I also think delphiniums are also my nemesis. They also mm-hmm. get eaten by slugs and or snap in the wind. Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely things that. But I haven't been put off growing them. I'm still like persevering through. I'm like maybe one year I'll get them. Right. <laughs> What's your plant nemesis? Well, so I, I've asked this to all the guests so far, and I think my answer changes every time because I think I probably have a list of about yeah. fifty. Yeah, <laughs> so um, many. Yeah, yeah, but I really struggle with aubergines. I really yeah. struggle with. I'm going to say it: sunflowers because they are mm. one of my favourites. But also, last year they faced the wrong way. This year they got eaten by the birds. <laughs> yeah, um, the slugs just devour any kind of brassica, and if it doesn't get devoured, it bolts out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, all oh, right, cool. So the slugs didn't <laughs> didn't attack you this year and you've just decided to be dramatic. <laughs> I know. It's like we want to tell them all off, don't you? Like, come on, behave. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that they're just a lot of them are just quite fussy. And if you don't give them exactly <laughs> what they want, then they're a bit like, don't worry about me this year, then yeah, I'll just I've die. Been using, um, I've been using wool pellets around all my plants this year to stop the slugs and not touch wood. I'm going to plant my dahlias out in the next couple of weeks, but touch wood, nothing has been nibbled yet. So oh, really? It is working, so I would, I would recommend them. I was going to say slugs is, I would say quite a lot of my gardening fails come from yeah. <laughs> failure to protect from slugs, yeah. which is quite upsetting because it's weird though, because I've got five beds that are all the same size they're all yeah. quite close together and two of them never get touched by anything they're absolutely perfect the other three like you'll plant out I planted out some perennial kale and within yeah. a week it was just Demolish. the stem left it's all gone <gasps> gosh but then in yeah, it's the- odd isn't it odd how they so pick strange. places I I had this fact which I think might be useful if anyone's listening because I didn't know this that if you fling a slug or a snail not that I ever fling a snail <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, if you do, they can work their way exactly back to the spot where you pick them up. Like they have an amazing sense of direction. No so way. if you do have them, you need to either like give them to birds on a bird table or something or like get rid of them really, really far away. Not you not just kind of like fling it over somewhere. They'll they'll end up coming back, which I thought was so interesting because yeah. I used to think I got a field behind me. So sometimes I would fling them over the fence <laughs> and be like, oh, they won't come back. But they, they make their way back, which is so cool isn't it that they do but also yeah. very annoying <laughs> you wouldn't think that from a, a slug or a snail of no. all animals <laughs> yeah exactly so definitely good tip get rid of mm. them however you feel best but um do you know what I'm not allowed chickens on my allotment um and I'm not great with animals so like <laughs> I don't know if I'd be okay with chickens I don't know if I'd learn to love them but I do really wish that I could have chickens just so that they could yeah, they eat the slugs and snails. I know I'm the same I love chicken like looking at chickens yeah but they do scare me a little bit and I don't think I could pick one up but um no yeah lots of people love them don't they but I've been trying to encourage loads of wildlife into my garden this year because it was obviously just a pile of literally just mud before <laughs> so I've kind of I'm starting to get really into like bird feeding and what birds are coming and I think because I'm working from home and looking out the window I can sort of see stuff coming in so um I'm definitely trying to encourage more birds because they'll eat slugs and then Mm -hmm. last year I had a snake in my garden no way I nearly nearly stood on it I've never screamed so much in my life it was so scary but um obviously it's just a grass snake so it wasn't wasn't (laughs) actually hurt me at all but it's a really good sign of biodiversity so I was really pleased to see a snake in there because I thought great it's going to eat all my slugs and yeah definitely (laughs) have you got any um kind of wildlife on your allotment do you have you seen much there um I would say it's definitely increased a lot over the last I think I'm in my second year of the new plot um so I never really saw any birds or like there Mm. was a bit of wildlife but I would say now it's definitely a lot more attractive to wildlife than it ever has been before and like it's lovely when you see the bees and the butterflies and my wildflower patch last year like basically 95% of the allotment was a massive failure last year um (laughs) but this year I've repositioned it I think it's in a bit of a like a better area because it's a little bit sunnier they love sunshine wildflowers yeah Yeah. and last year I sowed what must have been thousands of seeds I was just chucking bee bombs and seed bombs and anything (laughs) just everywhere (laughs) yeah because as as a gardener I I find that every birthday Christmas like yeah yeah. that's what I always get which yeah. is great and then and secret santas every christmas yeah. i always get some seeds and secret santa <laughs> definitely but just nothing grew not even the weeds grew in that patch last year which was very strange <laughs> i wonder this if there's year, something on with it yeah maybe it's covered in wood chip now that patch so it, it doesn't matter if the soil isn't plain yeah. ball but this year i all of the seed bombs i got for christmas yeah. um went into a new patch that i dug over and added some compost into lovely and almost did it as a bit a bit like a no dig bed yeah. Um, so I like dug it a bit but just because it was so compact and then yeah. topped it up with compost sowed a load of seeds topped it up with compost sowed a load of seeds and then every time my nephews the babies come down Aww. I give them like a box or some kind of seed something they, to chuck on yeah they must yeah. Love that. <laughs> they start off with like little handfuls and they're like spreading them lovely and then the next thing you know they've tipped the entire box the entire upside box down and they're like, like one gone, gone. <laughs> Oh my god, that must be so interesting to see how like surely they must be so fascinated in everything. It must be so they are. they're gonna be little growers when they're or big growers when they're older. Yeah, they're so sweet and they're like they've got quite a lot of words now. They're just not quite in sentences, but they'll walk around and they'll pick up a fork <laughs> and they'll go, dig, 
dig yeah oh that's so good one of the first times that they came down this year there was kale and shard growing and I was like oh try this this is shard and they'd take a bite they'd be like shard shard (laughs) kale kale oh I think it's so good that you can teach them it's a shame that like not everyone can do that can they I think there's so much stuff going on with schools projects and stuff which is good so hopefully everyone everyone I feel like everyone should have an allotment um shouldn't they (laughs) definitely I think even people even people who think that they wouldn't like it like I didn't think that I would like growing and then I got my allotment as a gift and was a bit like what do I do yeah. And now I am fully now. <laughs> totally, totally obsessed. <laughs> to the point that I've started a podcast yeah. just so I can talk about my allotment a little bit more. As if you couldn't love it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's amazing. And like my the babies, their nursery has got they've got like a shady garden, a forest garden, yeah. and like a sunny garden. And so I've donated loads of seeds and I'm gonna give them some plants and stuff. So like yeah. I just really hate that they grow up fully being like absolutely I'm sure they will if they're there every weekend with or you know every so often with you amazing yeah it's very exciting (laughs) (laughs) um so moving on do you have a favorite flower to grow of all the flowers oh my god what a question I know to choose I'm gonna pick a few Um, I was gonna say you can pick a top top three top 10 20 I'll do it so like if you're a beginner gardener and you've never grown anything from seed before and you want to sow some flowers some good ones would be cosmos which has the most flowers per square meter so if you want something that's going to be really really full of flowers they're super easy to grow and they kind of for anyone who doesn't know what they are they look like how you would draw your first flower when you're at school so they're just super pretty really great for pollinators and you can get so many different varieties so definitely cosmos I think sunflowers hit and miss but if you can get them right they're really good and the seeds are really good for birds all winter as well so I like to recommend those if you're kind of like a medium gardener and you're kind of getting into stuff then I would recommend growing perennial seeds so things like foxgloves and lupins and all of that that sort of stuff so stuff that perennials that you you sow this year and then they flower next year and every single year after that so that's quite a good thing because you have to look after them a bit longer and then if you're really really into into growing and, and can do lots of different stuff then I'd go into like Icelandic poppies and um and I also think some of the things like ranunculus corms they're quite high maintenance but are really good if you want to get into it so all of those you could grow if you're a beginner gardener but to have the most success I'd definitely recommend cosmos I think that's the best place to start yeah Yeah, what's yours (laughs) I have a bit of a tricky time picking I would say probably sunflowers and dahlias yeah yeah dahlias are just amazing I think um every gardener and allotment here should have a have a dahlia and I think it's one of those things that once you've got them it is an addiction it's like no other flower you just have to have every single dahlia ever don't you yeah (laughs) takes over people (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny you mentioned the ranunculus because I thought that they were going to be my favorite flower of this year however they have been one of my gardening fails um, oh, they are difficult to yeah. really but they're really high maintenance they they don't like it to be too hot but they also don't want it to be too cold and they don't they like it wet but they don't like it soaking wet and mm. uh yeah difficult I plant do you know I did a bit of an experiment and I planted my ranunculus corms last autumn and then I kept them in under glass until January and then I just thought I, I don't have enough room and I've got some already grow it in my mum's greenhouse so I was like I'm just going to plant them into the ground They've done absolutely fine. They had like 10 centimetres of snow on top of them in wow. March, like February, March time. And they're like, this week they're blooming. So I think 
a good little lesson is that we shouldn't molly coddle stuff like things yeah. they will grow like just chuck them out sometimes obviously not everything but um yeah it's been really yeah, that's good, good to like, know that they're blooming it's like so the one but the ones that I've tried to look after indoors have been not great so it's it's funny isn't it <laughs> how, like a bit of tough love often does does some good for them definitely <laughs> and our ranunculus one of the things that you will be launching Ooh, soon yeah yeah I am going to be uh, so yeah I've obviously been starting with all my flower seeds and went into the flower seed subscriptions and then started doing kind of gift packs and stuff and I kind of then thought you know what what can I do next and where can I go and and I keep I want to keep everything kind of easy and and stuff that beginner gardeners can do and I just think bulbs in general and corms are just you know you put them in the ground you leave them and they and they pop up so um I'm doing ranunculus and doing anemones different tulip bulbs I've got really pretty daffodils which I'm really excited about I've got my hands on some really pretty ones so um yeah I'm going to set them as a pre-order on my website this summer so people can kind of order what they want and then they'll be sent out when they're ready to go into the ground so you don't have to store them anywhere you can just put them straight in so um I can't wait yeah I'm really excited I'm going to launch them in a couple of weeks time and um I know I'm keeping it all so kind of pinks and whites and that sort of stuff so that you could pick a mix between all of them and I'm also doing alliums which alliums are about to bloom now aren't they so Mm -hmm. um, I'm so excited I'm on on allium watch I'm like (laughs) looking at alliums ready for them to come out but um yes you can kind of mix and match all of them together and kind of create a big kind of lovely bulb border so you can either take them and cut them if you have an allotment and you kind of want to take them home and have cut flowers or if, if you put them in your garden obviously put them all together and get a nice display but yeah I've been really pleased with my bulbs this year so um mm-hmm. I was trialing quite a few different ones ready to ready to do this this year so yeah I'm really excited your tulips this year have been incredible <laughs> and I actually think that that's such a good idea as well with the pre-order because that is the thing that I always forget and then I get to like November December and I see <laughs> everyone else has planted theirs out and I'm like am I too late maybe I'll just shove a few in yeah, and see what you happens you panic by them right at the end yeah and then you often can't get the, the varieties that you want can you you end up having like a weird mix of colors but sometimes yeah. Weird. but yeah I planted loads of bulbs this year I planted a hundred um wow. in my two borders and um yeah I was so pleased with how they came out and I, I'm glad I did and I, I probably wouldn't have planted that many if we weren't in lockdown but I was kind mm-hmm. of working from home and I was like I don't know when this is going to end so I'm just going to plant loads of loads of bulbs because <laughs> if I'm going <laughs> to sit and look at them out my window I want it to look nice so I've been um when I've been at work and like chatting to people I've been like turning my camera around and being like look out the window look at all my bulbs (laughs) (laughs) that's so nice pleasantly surprised me I've sort of been like oh they look more better than I thought they would (laughs) so yeah really pleased with those and with your tulips this is a good question because I've seen lots of people talking about it this year um because I'm asking all the great questions (laughs) um I think it's a good question because some people cut the tulips and then they leave the bulbs in the ground that with the green area to die off yeah and other people harvest with the bulb and then they don't replant those bulbs for the next year because they might be shorter what what it's a bit like the chicken and the egg isn't it we never gonna what came first we're never gonna Mm. know what the right you know there's so so many people are so passionate and have so many different opinions on it my view is if you've the best thing to do, like if you were if you were going to be a professional gardener and like you were totally obsessed with your garden, is treat 
tulip bulbs like annuals so plant them and then just like compost them for the next year because they have been bred for so many years that they are less reliable year after year so Mm -hmm. that would be if you're like really really keen but I also understand that bulbs aren't cheap and you you know if you're new to gardening you want to fill your garden so I personally take the deadhead off which is the most important thing so deadhead your tulips right at the top let the greenery die back and then I you can either lift them up and store them if you're not sure where else to put them but I tend to whilst they're dying back move them to another part of the garden where I'm not so bothered what they look like the next year and then replant fresh into the areas like by my windows where I want them to look really good so I'm mm-hmm. always buying fresh every year and then any that kind of come up and look a bit rubbish I'll then get rid of but I'm still quite new in my garden so for me I just want to pack it full of as much stuff as possible but um yeah it's people people get so passionate about what to do they're like no you can't do that but my view is just yeah like do what makes you happy and and if you're happy with a slightly shorter slightly less colorful tulip next year but it still brings a bit of joy then absolutely go for it why not definitely I think that's such an important message in gardening is you sometimes you do just have to not listen to what everyone else is saying yeah, I remember getting so yeah, yeah. I, I got so much advice in my first year that I felt a little bit overwhelmed with it and everyone's advice <laughs> contradicted each other yeah and it was almost like I just I, I almost don't want to do it now because I don't know what the right thing to do is <laughs> it can be so overwhelming but if as well like different people's gardens and allotments are in different places of the country different things and you see stuff online or even Monty like he doesn't live he doesn't have the same conditions as that we all have in our gardens. So um, it's really good to, to use it as a guide. But I think people get a bit het up and think you have to follow everything step mm-hmm. by step. But gardening, you know, nature isn't like that. It's, it's a lot more flexible than we think and kind of give credit to. So, yeah, definite tip. I think that's a really good one is uh, don't get het up about stuff. Just give stuff a go and things are going to fail, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I think it's all trial and error. And then when you find something that works, you can just carry on replicate year after year like the yeah. like the sweet peas sweet peas that I've done <laughs> the same the same way that I did oh. my first year <laughs> they'll be fine they'll grow through it I'm sure of it yeah, yeah. fingers crossed keeping the faith keeping the faith sweet peas. <laughs> um so I know that you probably have lots of other exciting launches coming up in the year but what I'm most excited for and I think I read the other day that it is coming back is the reason that I found you on Instagram in the first place, Ooh. the seed <laughs> advent calendar. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's definitely coming back with a bang. Um, I'm so excited about the advent calendar. Um, so basically for anyone who, who didn't kind of um, see it last year, it was my first product I, I launched, which was 24 packets of seeds. And they're all numbered with their own kind of individual number with a piece of really nice twine and golden pegs. And you can hang it up as an advent calendar. And then every day you can open up your envelope and it has a different packet of seeds inside so that you kind of get a different little surprise every single day. And I had no idea how popular they were going to be. They <laughs> went absolutely nuts. I'd sold out like by the beginning of November, which was just mad. And I couldn't make, I couldn't make them quick enough. So, um, this year I'm going all out which is terrifying because I've ordered so much stuff but um I'm excited I'll, I'll let you in on one of the the flower seeds which is actually a really good one to grow yeah an exclusive you can know which is um and the reason why I'm telling you is because I nearly fell off my chair when I found out this that um it's um one of the days is candy tuft which is a super pretty like pink one that you can direct so, so it's super easy to do it's really really pretty amazing and, um, I ordered it from my supplier and they said that the only person who's ordered more of that seed than you from them was Prince Charles for his um, 
uh, what do you call it for his high grove garden they're the only oh people goodness. who never ordered more and I was like because I, I didn't think it was huge volume but he was like yeah it's, you've gone big so um yeah if anyone's listening please buy one <laughs> I'll put everything into it but no super excited they're going to launch um I'm not exactly sure on exactly the day but kind of end of August or beginning of September and I'm going to going to BBC Gardeners World live so they'll definitely be if not there then there'll be pre-orders and then I'm going to Chelsea Flower Show which I'm super excited about so that's kind of my hero product at Chelsea is going to be the advent calendars so Amazing. yeah I'm really excited well you have really. to save one for me because I will see you at Chelsea Flower oh, Show I, I was so excited when you messaged me to say that you're coming to Chelsea I was super super duper excited I cannot wait I'm like mildly terrified that um I'm going because it's such a big prestigious event and mm-hmm. I'm obviously still very early on but um when they called me to say that they wanted me to have a stand there it was just, it was such an honor because I was I kind of they they totally got the RHS totally got the whole beginner gardener and getting more younger people into gardening and they're really behind it so I think it's going to be really exciting to have a really something fresh and a bit different at Chelsea Definitely. I love going it's like my favorite day of the year every year really? so to be there is honestly like a dream come true because have you've not been before but this is the first time you're going I've never been to any flower show before so I'm going to Hampton yeah. Court Palace in July yeah with my mum and then in September I'm going to Chelsea and I've booked it solo (laughs) oh but you will see so many people you know it's amazing oh you have and it is like honestly I'm raving about it it is better (laughs) than Christmas day it's better than my birthday it's the best day of the year and if you're even if you're like even if you're really into like veg or you know you're not necessarily into flowers it is just there's so much gardening stuff and so many other brands that are there and um it's just the best day and my main piece of advice if you're going to Chelsea because um people always rush to go to the big gardens first Mm -hmm. but the best thing to do is go to the smaller artisan gardens because it gets so busy down there later on in the day so as soon as you get to Chelsea head straight to the artisan gardens and whilst everyone else is rushing to the big gardens to see those while it's quiet you can go right up and chat to all the people who've kind of made the gardens and you get kind of like much more you get a better view of it all I'm sure it'll be still good this year and they'll probably you know make it safe and everything Mm -hmm. um but I think that would be my main advice to to go there that's such a good tip yeah oh you'll have the best time I can't wait you definitely have to come and say hello yeah Um, absolutely well (laughs) because I've been thinking about booking it solo for a while and then when you announced that you were going to be there I was like it's fine because like if I get really lonely I'll just go and stand at Lizzie's oh my stand god yeah day. yeah you can come work for me we're gonna come on the stand <laughs> no it'd be amazing and I'm thinking about doing I'll obviously share a bit more nearer the time but I'm thinking of doing like because a few people have said they're coming on their own and that or even like people coming as friends and I think I'd like to get everyone together as like a little group in the morning maybe like oh, 10 o'clock every day so that if you're on Instagram you can kind of come and meet everyone else who is kind of maybe at the same time so you then you can go around together or just say hi to people that who are there on the same day so hopefully we can get something like that organized and that would um, be amazing yeah, it's nice isn't it it'll be nice to see everyone and I think we all chat to each other so much it'd be so nice to actually meet everyone face to face um Hampton Court is also amazing I can't I'm not going to be able to go this year because I'll be packing advent calendars but um <laughs> <laughs> but um I went with my mum a few years ago and it's it's got it's very similar to Chelsea but there's it's kind of more open and like the grounds are beautiful and it's a real like full-on day out um it's amazing you'll end up spending loads of money I'm sure (laughs) you'll end up coming back with a full car (laughs) I'm so excited about it we actually booked it for Mother's Day last year obviously not knowing what was going to come and then it's been postponed and postponed but I think um, it'll be good because everyone's going to go mad this because because they've not had a flower show in so long I think people are going to really go for it definitely and it's my birthday the week 
weekend before. Oh, lovely. So we're, I, we're going all out in London. I've booked a lovely place to stay. I've booked like fancy oh. brunches. I haven't actually told my mum yet. So mum, if you're listening. And She's you listening. Know, it's a surprise. Get this bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's her birthday the day before mine. So it's like big birthday blowout. Oh, I love it. That'll be so good. You'll have the best time. I can't oh, I wait. I can't wait. wait to see you. It'll be so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that that is probably about time for us to wrap up now. But no, we where... could probably talk for ages, couldn't we? <laughs> Literally for <laughs> hours. <laughs> we won't be, I won't be able to see any of the Chelsea Flower Show because I'll just be so engrossed yeah, we'll be in chatting. conversation. <laughs> um, but if people want to find you on Instagram, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm the Rose Press Garden and my website is therosepressgarden.com as well. If people want to go and have a look at that, that would be brilliant. But yeah. And you've got so many amazing videos on sowing different seeds, how to pick, uh, pinch out sweet peas and sort of all stages of the flower journey, really. They're super yeah. helpful. <laughs> oh, I'm glad they are. But uh, yeah, if there's anything that people want more of, then um, just send me a message um, and I'd be more than happy to make one. Um, so yeah, oh, thank you. And thank you for inviting me along. It's been really lovely to chat to you and um, really hope the podcast goes well. I'm sure it will do. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to speak to you today and uh, I'll see you at Chelsea. Yeah, see you then. I honestly think that me and Lizzie could have gone on chatting for hours. What a lovely lady. Don't forget, you can find her at the Rose Press Garden on Instagram and at the Chelsea Flower Show later this year. If you've enjoyed listening today, please do subscribe to keep up to date with upcoming episodes and leave a review. In the meantime, I'd love to hear any of your questions and stories on Instagram at Diary of a Lady Gardener or via email diaryofaladygardener at gmail.com. That's all from me for today. Happy growing! This podcast has been produced by Jay's World with original audio from Jason Matthews.